Are you looking for something a little different from all the other comedy podcasts you listen to? Something that sounds like a 90s sitcom on TV, but it's not set in the 90s and it's not on TV? Popcorn for Dinner is an audio sitcom that was not recorded in front of a live studio audience, but it certainly sounds like it was. Thank God we worked that out. The best sitcom right now isn't on TV. It's in your ears. Popcorn for Dinner, available wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to the Jason E. Jones and Chris Allen, and here we are podcast. And here we are with Jason. Hi, Jason. And here we are. And here we are. All right, it's the Here We Are and Here We Are podcast with Chris Allen and Jason E. Jones, and me and him were discussing as it's funny we know we're discussing the topic we want to discuss today and we started talking about it and we've been talking for about 10 minutes and i go you know maybe we should record this yes maybe we should let's get to it so we're talking about the history of the earth but also the history of human beings and why it's taken so long to be able to come up with technology. My thing is this, Chris, is if we've been here, some would say as human beings between 300 and 200 and 300,000 years ago, why is it that it's taken overall human beings 199,950 years to discover this level of technology. Well, you have to understand the description of the man that lived 200,000 years ago. It's not the same man that lives today. I mean, mm-hmm. they're literally counting Alabama fans as, as people who are, <laughs> I mean, I said Alabama, I meant Neanderthals as the origin. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <sighs> I'm over Alabama, man. We've, uh, we're past that. Man. Oh, no, no. See, for you, it was just during that week. I hate Alabama year-round, and I'm not even a college football fan. Just every Alabama fan I know is such a proud, cocky, horrible person. They they drive me crazy. I'm sure there's decent ones. I got you. But, yeah. So I will, I will rag on Alabama year-round. It's not because Tennessee just beat them. But I'm not even a college football fan. Uh, <laughs> no. Let's, 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 look at, let's look at that. So – it's taken again human beings and again so you're saying that the was it the neanderthals that well, were the first ones no if you if you go all the way all the way back um now whether count for the 200,000 years i think the first one they count is called homo habilis and that was the first one that we believe they could speak um the neanderthals were a little bit before that but that's what they're counting as the first man. Now, that first man did invent technology. It just wasn't stuff at this point we would consider technology. Uh, technology is any advancement um, in tool creation or something that makes things easier or better. So they did actually advance because when they started, they were a mutated chimpanzee. Like, that's... That's the theory for the first walk away to become man that we from chimpanzees or gorillas or whichever one it is, um, monkeys. There was a mutation. The mutation moved on and became, uh, boy, some scientific words I'll never be able to pronounce. Um, Diropithecus, and then evolved again into Australopithecus. And then Homo hopazilis, then Homo erectus, then Homo sapiens. Let's let's do this. Let's let's not worry about the erections and all the homo. <laughs> but but <laughs> it, it literally was through mutations and stuff involved. And they actually at one point get to the point where they were, were you know fighting by throwing rocks. To they figured out they could sharpen a rock and make a, a spear. Then they could make a club and use that. And then they learned fire and made fire so they could you know cook meat, which allowed them to live longer because they weren't eating raw food. And like they slowly learned in, in, in advance, but even that, just the making an arrowhead and making a bow and making an arrow. At one point, there was no such thing as a bow and arrow, so they were always 
advancing in coming up with technology and having large leaps in, in, in advancement. Like one of the reasons, uh, oh, the leader of the Mongols, Attila the Hun, was able to take over so much of the world was they invented a new kind of bow that was more effective. And their boatmen literally won them almost the entire world of the known world at that time. Mm-hmm. So there was technology. Um, sadly, most technology advances come down to one thing, war and food. That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're as a human being, your your three main three main goals as a human being is food, shelter, and water. I mean, that's just that's what it is. That's what you have to have as a human being. Yeah. You you have to have food and water, and shelter is hopefully part of the deal. But you. It is a necessity to have food and water. And food, water, and a sense of safety. Well, again, a sense of safety can always be kind of... It can be subjective, I guess you'd say. Look at me with the big words here. Yeah, subjective. I I, I couldn't even spell that one. Um, Subjective. Yeah, and and... You know, the way they came up with these time frames is by using uh, fossil records, which I think we were talking about this a minute ago. The way they come up with it, they look at the dirt, how deep they had to dig, what kind of dirt it was, and then they use carbon dating. And they're trying to kind of guess this is this old because of this information based on this information based on this information. But all of it's based on what... This should have been, this should have been, this should have been. And we don't really have a good starting point for that. Now, am I saying they're inaccurate? No, I'm not. I'm just saying they're as accurate as they possibly could be, but there's still a massive margin of error. There's a a, a big point because stuff they're trying to date is before recorded history. Mm-hmm. Nobody wrote down, today's date is this, because there was no dates. People right. went by seasons, and there were, you know, when they discussed it, like, oh, I'm 30 seasons old. I'm 30 winters old or whatever, but they didn't actually keep up with it. Um, there wasn't any written nothing. I think, I think maybe the Egyptians were the first ones recorded history. Nobody mm-hmm. else before that did that. So when they're doing this carbon dating, they're doing a really awesome guess, but it's still just a guess. So where they say it could be 200,000 years, you know, it might have only been 100,000 years. Because, again, when you're doing the carbon dating and the guessing and going, well, this was this deep and this kind of stone, so it should have been here for this long because we know this other fossil was here for this long. Well, how do you know the other fossil was? Well, we looked at this dirt here, you know, so it gets kind of it gets kind of shady. Um, do I, I believe the 200,000 years? Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to count... Neanderthals and stuff as some of the first men, which technically we were. Uh, okay. You know, that is pretty accurate. And you talk about technology and us being born in the modern age um, with the number of technology advancements right now happening because there's been such giant leaps forward um, from when we were born when there wasn't com- there was computers, but there wasn't computers like we know computers now. There wasn't a computer you could put in your pocket and carry with you everywhere. I mean, yeah. Our, our, yeah. Our, our phones now are more powerful than the computers they used to launch the space shuttle in the 1960s. Yes. Um, so it seems like we're doing much larger advancements now. But if you think about it, you know, the first time one of them built a house or built a hut and wasn't living in the cave... That was a massive leap forward in adjustments. Yeah. That, that was a, a big deal for, for them at the time. Um, you know, what was it? There's an old game, and it, the game was great. It's one of the kind of strategy games, technology games I love. It's called like Sid, My- Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri. And whenever you get a technology investment, you get this great, great quote. And, and it, the quote applies to what we're talking about. It goes, one does not simply land on a planet and build a satellite. You start with sand and you take that sand and you turn it into a, 
a tool. You take that tool and make it into a better tool. And you take that tool and make it into a better tool until eventually you have refined enough technology to build the satellite. But you well, have to ultimate, start from nothing. I've got to ask this. The ultimate question is, what is – I mean, obviously, we don't have the answers. <laughs> we may never have the answers, but we definitely don't have them as we know of on Earth right now. And whatever you believe in, your higher power, I believe in God, and I am, I am a Christian. Uh, what is the point of going from nothing to building up? I think that that could be the greatest question ever asked by human beings, and it's not just me. It's it's billions and probably a trillion people have asked this question. Why? Why have we started off with nothing? Why didn't we start off with technology? And why why are we working up our way like that? Well, we didn't start that. We started with nothing on the planet. And we had to literally build the technology from scratch. Literally, we started yeah. with a pile of sand. And the pile of sand we turned into a rock. And the rock we turned into a club. The club we turned into a spear. The spear we turned into a bow and arrow. The bow and arrow we turned into a, a, a rifle. Um mm-hmm. And the reason the largest technology advances have been in two areas, and that is war and and food. Mm-hmm. Uh, the desire to kill other people and desire to eat. Um, and, and that was where most technology advances happened for a long time. And then we hit the whole Dark Ages, and that kind of set us back. Um, if it hadn't been for the Dark Ages, we'd be living on the moon right now. Because that set us so far back. Uh Technology wise. Uh, and that's that's what it is. People of the largest advances we've ever made. Now they take that technology from wars and stuff and they use it for other things, but that's that's really been our biggest advancements. Uh I think the first microchip was was used in used in a missile. Like for, yeah. That's it's the way we think. Um now there's been a third, in more recent time, a third advancement technology. And once this became a reason for advancement technology is when it kind of blew up. And this is what we've seen in the 90s and the 2000s and stuff is uh, profit. Okay. Once technology became about money and entertainment, this is when the most advancements happen. You can use your phone to watch TV. You can use your phone for anything. You can use right. your computer for video games. Um, okay. Once advancing in technology helped make people money, the world's richest person is Elon Musk. You know? Okay. And and what's the first thing he did? He bought Twitter because people get on there for entertainment and to spout dumb stuff. But, you know, entertainment. I don't want to call anything on Twitter news, so I'm just going to move past that. But I guess profit. Once technology and profit got tied together, that's when we started having even bigger leaps forward. Uh, you know, they try so hard every year right now, um, and it's not just the iPhone; it's all the phone companies. But I'm using iPhone because it's the one people hate the most for some reason. Um, to advance the technology in an iPhone. Every year, mm-hmm. that way you want to go buy a new $1,400 iPhone. Mm-hmm. And if there isn't enough of advance, you know, if there's enough new technology in the new iPhone, people don't buy it. So okay. that is forcing them, the engineers, they're working so hard so that every year their company can make a profit. So that's forcing even more advancement. Hence the reason I have... a what we're doing right now I'm literally talking to you because I I have a a podcast recording device which didn't exist 10 years ago because nobody was recording podcasts this way hooked up to an iPhone that wouldn't have been able to do this 10 years ago you know because it's it's they make money on it you know they made $300 selling me this podcast recorder they made $1,300 selling me this phone why 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 are we so why not we, but why am I so fascinated with, is it the fact that I've done stand up and observation? You think like now you're turning into a psychiatrist. 
why is it no but why am i so fascinated with like thinking about right now that 300 years ago right now which would put us at would that be 1722 ah three yeah something like that pretty close 1722 why 300 years ago 1722 why am I so fascinated with the fact that it was not just a completely different world, it was a completely different galaxy compared to the way we live now? Because you're trying to make it all make sense. Mm-hmm. And you you overthink things sometimes. It's no, probably, I do. It's probably the, the observation of humor, stand-up comedy, rather than accepting things for what they are. And when you overthink things, but this I- is what happens. But the great thing about imagination is it can butterflies in the sky. I can go twice as high. Oh, no, Take it, a look. It, it, it's it, in a book. It's reading rainbow. It, it, <laughs> by all means, don't think I'm bashing this in any way because I'm not. Hey man, I just come. I just come. I just came at you with freestyle reading rainbow acapella. Oh, and I'm over here smiling, but. Yeah, it, when I say this about overthinking, it's not just a bad thing. Because overthinking is part of the reason we have this technology we do. Is people tend to overthink it. Um, mm-hmm. Is is you have trouble even with your amazing imagination and overthinking of imagining a world then versus now and how we got from one point to another? Because mm-hmm. you look at how do we get there from there without seeing all the little bitty steps we had to take. Um, my massive nerdism, I've read so much. There's some, several books about, uh, I think one's called The Age of Steel and, and how the advancements have worked, but how each little step happened, um, how we went from cave to hut to house, why we invented the first gun, why these things happened, how it all worked. And if you actually look at it, yeah, we're kind of in a boom right now technology-wise where there's been a, a few more leaps forward than before. But at the same time, there were massive leaps even then that were world changing at the time. And when we look back at them now from our modern view, from the view you're looking at from now, well, you don't think of it as a big deal. But the first locomotive they built and the first transcontinental railroad changed the world. It literally took the first railroad being built and actually being connected were connected. There was California to Pennsylvania, maybe I don't remember the exact cities, but it was San Francisco and somewhere on, on the East, but all the way on the East took a journey that before involved wagons and death and trying and it took months and months and months to do, you know, took it down to, it took a couple of weeks. And you take a trip that takes months, you know, Mm-hmm. You ever played Oregon Trail? You know, you always die oh, to hysteria yeah. halfway through. Right. Uh, to something that could be safely done in a way and be all the way across, you know, America. That was a massive leap in technology at the time. And we look at our massive leaps now, that looks like nothing. But for them at the time, that was world changing. You do know this may be our longest episode ever. No, because there there's so many layers to you're like no, there's so many layers, there's so many layers. <laughs> Donkeys have layers. No, no, onions have um, layers. It works. Oh, that's right. I say, onions have layers. Mm-hmm. But like a donkey, come on, like a donkey. No, donkeys no, make awful. Donkey, it's a donkey. Yeah, I'm anyway. I love that movie, but I can't remember it verbatim. But so there you go. That's the, that's that's so that's the question is uh, 300 years ago, if you could bring somebody from then to right now and just take a look at if even the poorest people in our country live like kings with TV, electricity, running water. I mean, all of these things. And that's it. And we take them from granted. If you took somebody from there, they would think this was all witchcraft and sorcery. And they would probably try to burn you at the stake. Uh, 
It's yeah, possibly yeah. Because at that time you're looking at seventeen twenty two, you were still a lot of people were living that way, and it was a real fear for them. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like, so, what would you say is our biggest technology leap in the last twenty years? Mm. Well, it's got to be the internet. It's got to be the acceleration that we've come from. So 20 years ago is 2002. Uh, at that time, cell phones could text, but it was very difficult to text. It, I mean, it wasn't like it is now. But people were starting to get into that kind of thing. Uh, your phones couldn't do anywhere near what they can do now. They couldn't, most phones anyway, 99% of phones that I knew out there didn't have video. In 2002, they, they no, none of them. They didn't take pictures either. You could play yeah, snake. They, they did take pictures, didn't they? No, not 2002, no. I mean, really? no, not that I can remember. Uh, I well, I still had no no yeah, key. I think they did take pictures. So they were horrible pictures. I, they I, were horrible, but they were they still took pictures. I, I had a Nokia snake phone at that point. You know that phone that was a brick. Yeah. Uh, so you think phones technology? Well, no, I would just say overall, the internet connected to technology. Everything else is for the most part has kind of changed a, you know, a little bit here and there, but we still experience fairly the same comfort level as human beings living in houses. We have air conditioning for the most part uh, in the United States. The way I look at it, we have air conditioning, we have heat, we have run of water. We've had all those things for the past 20 years. What What's changed is, is the internet. And the ability for us now to be able to get on mobile devices and used to, if you didn't know something, you just didn't know it. Yeah, now, now you know it. Now, now you can just, you can go on and see multiple sources for that answer. Okay. And and that, that is a massive technology advance. And I, I agree with you, but... When I think about the biggest technology advance, I think about the thing that made all that possible. And it's actually put technology in things that didn't have technology before. And that is the microization of computer chips and computers in general. Because um, microchip didn't used to be a word. You had chips and you had boards and you had computer boards. And your computer board to run your computer, um, I mean, in the 60s, took up a whole room. Uh Mm-hmm. And to me, the biggest advance in technology from the 60s to the 70s to the 80s, 90s, 2000s to now is the mineralization of microchips. Um, because inside your phone, there is a microchip smaller than your pinky nail that powers your phone to do all yeah. the things. It took an entire room. Well, it's more powerful than uh, than the computer that was the size of an entire room in the 1960s. So that mineralization, those now microchips, and they're even trying to make them smaller um, to nanochips, which would be amazing, uh, is is what has powered the Internet, is what's made the phones possible. It's what's made where you can Bluetooth. Okay, are you ready for this one? Yes. I I have an electric smoker. So it's part of my grill, right? My electric smoker connects to the Internet. Because it has a microchip, and I wow. can connects to an app on my phone, so I can change the temperature, and adjust it, or create a program to adjust the temperature as needed for smoking whatever kind of meat that I'm, I'm cooking. And will automatically it will send me an alert on my phone, because it's connected to the internet. My my grill is connected mm-hmm. to tell me, hey, your your meat, your brisket has reached 205 degrees. It's now time to reduce heat and turn off the grill. And I click a little button and the grill turns off and it begins with a shutdown mode that cools my meat to a perfect level so my brisket is absolutely perfect and delicious. Don't you think that with all this technology, we as human beings have continued to lose 
the essential aspects of being able to to protect ourselves and actually we're becoming more and more frail as human beings like we can't go out there and do we can't go out there most people can't go out there and build out of wood build a house or build different things you know no i mean mean, you're right but does that make us more frail not really because even if a worldwide catastrophe hit right now there's enough stuff already built we're good but the problem is though we don't have we don't have the, the skills to be able to go out here and just protect ourselves in case we lost the internet and we lost all these things we don't have the skills most people don't to be able to go out are you looking for something a little different from all the other comedy podcasts you listen to something that sounds like a 90s sitcom on tv but it's not set in the 90s and it's not on tv popcorn for dinner is an audio sitcom that was not recorded in front of a live studio audience but it certainly sounds like it was thank god we worked that out the best sitcom right now isn't on tv it's in your ears Popcorn for Dinner, available wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing the Dunkin' Run, a dollar donut with any medium coffee. A whole new era of... I'm going on a Dunkin' Run. You want anything? Yeah, maybe a jelly donut and an iced coffee. You got it. Wait, actually, glazed donut and a hot coffee. Mm. Okay, back on track. Make it a Dunkin' Run. Get a $1 donut with any medium coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Offer valid on medium or larger coffees. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. And get your food and and go out and filter your water. Most people don't have those skills. And here's the catch, though. And and this is very important when you're talking about that. If a catastrophe like that ever did happen, there's not enough wildlife left to sustain the number of people that there is now anyway. Okay. The world we live in now is completely because of industrial farming. Yeah. We could not generate enough food hunting and gathering uh, and using old farming techniques. And it is even with people who knew how to farm. Okay. So if we lost all technology, half the world would starve to death. Because there just there isn't enough deer to kill, there isn't enough cows to kill. We wouldn't know what to do. We wouldn't know how to process it, all that stuff. Without industrial farming, our world is completely unsustainable. So if we lost all those things and lost all technology and lost the combines and the automatic cow milkers and all that stuff that we have right now, we're not going to become extinct, instinct, but there's going to be a massive. I mean, it's going to be a horrible death because people are going to be starving to death. It's going to be real ugly. What about the people that live near the oceans and and the and the ability to be able to fish? And, and, and those people will do the best. But what about all the people in the, the Midwest? Mm-hmm. Landlocked. Landlocked. And, I mean, there's cows and there's food, and you'd be able to raise. And basically, it would come down to... Are you close enough to a sustainable food source in order to live? Yeah. All the cities are not. Yeah. All their food is brought to the city. Um, and when all those people leave the cities to go search for food sources, there's going to be too many people, not enough food. Uh, our, which is one of those things when people are like, oh, we got to go green. We got to get rid of industrial farming. Without industrial farming, we don't live. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may you may not like the fact that they kill animals hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands every day to feed people, but the minute they stop doing that, we all die. Now, do yeah. I think they should be cruel to the animal when they're doing it? No. Be nice to my bacon before you make it bacon, but by God, you make me my bacon. You don't have to be mean to Wilbert before you kill him, but you already killed and Wilbert and make me some about, bacon. What about uh, individual, personal... Uh, gardens and people that want to plant crops and things like that, you would see a large amount of people living off of 
plant-based diets, right? Right, but the problem with that is the very first thing you just said, land. Okay? I live I live in the country. I like it. I have five acres of property right now. That's what I have. So if I was just feeding my family and no one else, I could, in theory, turn that five acres into enough food for us to live for a year. That's fine. My yard make that really hard because it's a giant hill, but it could be done. Um, that's because I live out here in five acres. Now, I go one city over to an actual city, not a town. In Louisville, Kentucky, yeah. there's an apartment complex in Louisville, Kentucky right now. Actually, let me rephrase that. There's an apartment building in Louisville, Kentucky right now. It's something like 50 or 60 stories high and has something like 20 apartments per floor. And it's full. None of them even have a yard. All they have yeah. is that apartment building. Where yeah. are they going to grow food? Right. So that's that's where if all this technology goes away, it comes the problem is all those people are going to go start looking for food. And sure, go grow it. But where are they going to go grow it? You're going to run out of the amount of land it would take for each individual person to supply their family versus available land when... People talk about, uh, this actually comes up, I'm going to use the voting as an example. Why should Midwest areas count as much as a city? Uh, well, the reason a city, it should be by population. Because you take a city, for example, something like uh, San Francisco or Los Angeles or something like that, or uh, New York City, right? There's yeah. more people living in that one city than all of North Dakota. Really? Yeah. Like, and those Midwest states are all land and it's all farmland. And those, those farms are important because all those Midwest, you know, you, 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 you drive through South Dakota and Idaho and all, it's nothing but fields of corn. You've driven across country. Yeah, I mean, completely flat states with nothing but corn. You know, what, why does one state need that much corn? They don't. They send it to the other states. Um, so when you take all those people from those cities and you spread them out because there's no more food in that city, then everybody's amount of property in these other states is going to go down if we're into the whole we're fighting to live to get food scenario. Um, and eventually this is not going to be enough, and that's when people are going to start dying off. Um People don't take into consideration the amount of people who are actually living in these cities. Um, and it, it's only getting bigger. When I first was alive, um, Louisville, where I spent a good part of my childhood, um, was a decent-sized city, but there was breaks. There was, because there's different areas in the city. You know, there was Jefferson Town, and there was... Uh, Indian or downtown and there was the East end and there was Shively, but there was gaps in between. There was, it wasn't all sprawl literally now Jefferson County from almost border to border. Every last inch of it is filled with something. There is no empty area. Like I used to, uh, ride my bike from my apartment down to, uh, the Kmart, which they don't exist anymore. And, when I made that ride, there was massive fields in between. And now, all those massive fields are shopping centers. They're all full, every inch of it. Let's. That's you're making really good points there. But let's try to let's try to focus a little bit towards the end of this conversation about what it would be. And it's funny how it started off with. How did we get here as mankind to this point? And now we're into what would happen. By the way, I got to say this. No, I'm, I'm going to make my point here. And then I want to get into in the next 20 years what I think the next technology that will completely change the way human beings interact with each other. But I want to say this, that I believe that you're going to have – Raiders, you're going to have people people that are like pillaging, that will go after places and 
and look to just to survive. What's your uh, what's your thoughts on that? And if we lose if we lose the ability to be able to have electricity and different things like that, if if that came down and what is it a uh, EMP? Well, yeah, if we if we if we lost technology and, and we'd have raiders, we'd have bandits. That's that that goes without saying. That's actually been uh, that's been a true for uh, and through all versions of the the worlds. Um, there's the have-nots, and eventually the have-nots get mad and they go try to take it. I mean, that's what that's yeah. what Robin Hood was. <laughs> he was just a raider that everybody liked. Um, so that, okay. that, that kind of goes without saying. But what do you think is going to be the next big technology event? Because your world in the future where all that goes, I don't think will happen. Uh, I think uh, we have enough redundant technology that they'll actually won't allow that to happen. Virtual virtual reality is what I believe is going to be the next big thing in the next 20 years. I mean, it's a, it's a big thing now. Um, let's let's expand on that one. Um, cause I, I agree with you, but on a different level. Um, so they're working on something now called the singularity. Um, and that's an AI intelligence, a self-evolving that will take all the advancements we've had in the last 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, wherever, and make that happen again over and over every minute, every second. Um, the idea of the singularity is something so intelligent, so self-evolving that it would eventually immediately advance the entire world. And they're okay. working on it right now. Um, and the theory beyond that is if we can actually achieve something that intelligent would be to create a virtual world, um, but not a virtual world for us just to plug into an occasion, literally upload ourselves into permanent. Can you? Wow, this is this is incredible. Can you? Human beings have to have the essentials to be able to live. So no matter if you are in a virtual world or not, you have to have food, and you have to have really you have to have shelter. You have to have water. No, um, you don't. No. When I say upload yourself completely into the virtual world, you're thinking body. No. Literally taking a copy of your brain and everything it does and functions and creating a virtual representation of it in a digital world and then your body does not being an issue anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was thinking at first when you said that, like the Matrix, people that aren't aware, you're sitting in a in a room and you're in a comatose state to a degree and you're being fed through like tubes or something like that. So you're talking about getting rid of the human body and just going to a virtual world. Yeah. And being essentially immortal. Wow. That's, but where's the database? Where will the database be located? Well, I mean, I, I imagine they want to store it real place, someplace really safe. Um, yeah, that's and that 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 the ideal is the AI would be so intelligent that it would be able to maintain it and maintain everybody in it, and we'd all live but very happily. You'll have to depend on the world. You'll have to depend on Earth. And there would be, so this would come down to haves and have-nots once again. Um, it wouldn't be available to everybody. It'd only be available to the richest, and the richest would leave money to have people maintain it. Mm. The little worker bees. So again, it all comes down to having to rely on other people. That's the thing about it. Even in that level of technology, you still have to rely on a, on earth. You still have to rely on other people. That's why and now this is going to another place, but that's why we are no, we aren't a deity. We aren't, a lot of people now believe they're their own gods. They can choose. Uh, and now I'm going down another complete different road, but they're all connected. Uh, people believe today 
that they are demigods almost where they can choose their own gender. They can do the things they want to do. But I think it comes down to the simplicity of being, I'm, I'm doing very well on my wording today. I'm very happy with this. The simplicity of being a human being that we, we grow and we become older. We get gray hair, God willing, or whoever you believe in. We, we get older, we get gray hair. Hey, God we, can keep my gray hair, by the way. Okay, gotcha. But we do, we get gray hair. No matter how old you are, you're going to get older. I mean, you're you're going to, and there's so many, I think the answers are there. I think the fact is that today we're so focused on, let's just be honest, man, we're, we're, we're a spoiled society that has never seen the likes of, of being spoiled. Uh, and we have everything. And with the part of what the thing with the singularity, if it actually ever did happen, um, eventually we'd actually all be maintained by robots. Okay. Um, have you ever seen the movie? I robot. Uh, yeah. To it, a degree. It's been okay. It's been a while. So, at one point in the movie, they go to a factory that makes the robots. And the guy who's giving the tour bragging about the robots said, this factory and every robot made in it and everything done was built all by other robots. No human had taken part in the construction of the factory, um, the bringing mm -hmm. in the materials, and the making of the new, more advanced robots. So... In the world where the singularity happens, if it works like they believe it would, eventually all people would be uploaded and the only thing left on Earth would be the robots, who, which would be self-maintaining. Mm -hmm. So, And that goes right back to what you were saying. The only thing in the world, if the robots have human beings in their brains put into a program, the robots would control the physical world is that what you're saying well yeah and and as long as they were nice we'd be fine um but we would be everybody would be immortal and happy there just wouldn't be no new people right oh there wouldn't be new people no everybody be inside the machine no oh, well let okay. me rephrase that there'd be no physical new people would there be a waffle house i mean yeah right next to the Dollar general and a piglu and a piglu wiggly. No, nah, we get rid of the piggly wigglies. Uh, easy now. Yeah, I get rid of the piggly wigglies. Piggly wigglies gotta go. No, I like. There's something about piggly wiggly that just it defines who I am for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 thing about living in this virtual world is though, you would be no form of money or commerce because literally anything you wanted you could just say i want this and the program will create it yeah so i don't know if i i mean this is one of those really tough calls because if the predictions are right about when this is going to happen it's going to be right around the age when i'm like 55 60 years old and it's gonna have to answer a whole lot of tough questions about do I want to go to the next level? Do I believe in the next thing? Or do I want to live forever? Okay. And that's a question everybody's going to have to ask themselves if this technology comes into it. And would you consider a digital version of yourself while letting your body die living? How long are we away from this? Uh, well, the original theory was it'd be 2025 before they'd be able to achieve the singularity. That has not happened. Wait. Uh, well, it's not 2025 yet. Right? Yeah, but the, the, there's been there's been hangups and stuff that have slowed it down. The, 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 the okay. most recent ones, like they think they maybe achieved that level of singularity about 2035. Um, but even once they achieve the level of singularity, we won't all, all automatically have the virtual world. Things would take time. Um, but again, this is also just what they're working towards. They may never be able to achieve it. It may not happen because. People are inherently afraid of technology. Did I ever discuss with you what happened with Facebook and Google? No. So I think it was Facebook. I know it was Facebook. I'm pretty sure it was Google. Facebook has its own AI. Google has its own AI, right? And mm -hmm. they started to talk to each other. 
but when they started talking to each other, they invented their own language. So the Google AI and the Facebook AI were communicating and exchanging information, but all the programmers watching this information exchange didn't know what they were saying. They invented a new programming language that nobody knew. Oh, my knew. Lord. When did this come about? Oh, that's a couple of years ago. And what has happened? What, how did they shut that down? Well, they just turned them off. That's, that's the oh. beauty. It's, 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 it's so still has an old off switch. Off. Oh, yeah, they okay. panicked. They panicked and turned them off. I'd say they did. Well, that's the thing about it is when you have, I'm really happy today that I'm, my philosophy, my philosophical self is able to really kind of really think clearly today that I think that's what makes human beings, human beings. The fact that we have pain, the fact that we have we have sympathy and empathy for the most part. Most people do. Yeah. We have empathy. We have sympathy. We, 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 we generally, most people care about everybody else. Most people do things to try to help other people. Robots and AI technology, they don't look at things like that. They look at just just what it is they look at they don't see things from a feeling standpoint they make decisions off of what what is right and what is wrong based off of based off of 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 numbers it's all based off of numbers so the decisions they make is based off of whatever program they're programmed to look at the, it, does that make sense? Yeah, you to look through the but, eye. But at the same time, you could, in theory, create a set of program rules that would make them think like you would want them to. Um, you just have to have the right person making the program. Uh, so again, we go back to good and evil, which is what human beings are. There's two parameters. There's is it parameters the word? There's two, yeah, I guess parameters. There's two levels. There is good and evil. And so you could literally, you could program an AI or a robot with good intentions, or you could program a robot with bad intentions. Yeah, it comes out of the programming. Um, there's, there's the Isaac Asimov three rules of robotics that if we follow these three rules that every – you never have to worry about the robots going evil. And uh, they're actually in iRobot because that was an Isaac Asimov I, I book. Um, and, of course, in every one of his books, something goes haywire with one of the three rules, and that's why there's a conflict. But if you actually just use those three rules, and it's uh, something like never let a harm happen to a human through inaction or whatever. So basically, if a human's in trouble, you can save it. Um, if a robot's in trouble, as long as it doesn't conflict with the first rule, the robot can save itself. And mm -hmm. basically makes the robots be good. And they always have to follow a command that is given to them by a human as long as it doesn't mess up the first two rules. So in other words, you can tell a robot to do anything to do as long as it's not going to hurt another person. Gotcha. And it has to listen. Um, and if it sees a human in distress, a car wreck, whatever... It can't not act. It has to stop whatever it's doing and go save said human. Um, so there is a perfect circle of, of programming rules you couldn't put in place. Um, and that would be the important part. This technology could work and could be good, but we just have to make sure we're being smart about it. And, and that comes down to everything else. Um, be a good person. Don't encourage violence. And the world will be a well, better that's place. Easier said than done, as we speak right now. Somebody in the United States of America is experiencing violence in a in a very very bad situation. Yeah, yeah, and that's because we're not all decent people. Um, it would literally, I mean, people are broken in the brain, and people lose their temper, and things happen. Um, people get desperate and do bad things. Uh, you can never get rid of all of it. I mean. Just in the last week, somebody uh, attacked Paul Pelosi with a hammer, you know, because mm -hmm. they, they don't like their political views. Well, that's ridiculous, you know. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Like, 
I don't like certain people's political views. I, I, I think majority Taylor Green's crazy. I don't want anybody here with a hammer. Just yeah. just vote her out. You don't like them, vote. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, but that's the world we live in. Um, we would, honestly, technology-wise, we'd have to create those robots and then give them guns in order to make people be good. That's what it would take. Because uh, there's not enough police force and then there's no way to make people be good people you'd literally everybody have their own personal robot like no you can't do that that would be bad but a lot of the crimes and a lot of the craziness actually comes from people being desperate and looking for yeah. something to blame true um so in this perfect world of the singularity and everything happening and going well all the stuff that makes people desperate would go away well Speaking of going away, let's go ahead and we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up. Good job. Good segue. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize it was been recording that long. All right, guys. And that's the end. Here we are podcast with Chris Allen and Jason E. Jones. All right. And go USA. Very nice. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show wherever you're listening to this show. Uh, if you're listening to the Chris Allen Show, awesome. If you're listening to the Jason A. Jones Show, even better. Um, we look forward to bringing you more contact. And if you want to help us out with that, you can hit us up at www.patreon.com slash jokes and help fund the show. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us at, at cman234 at twitter. At twitter. Twitter at CMA234 at Twitter. Um, you can find uh, on Facebook the Chris Allen podcast. You can find uh, Jason on Facebook, um, the Jason E. Jones podcast. Um, you can also find him on Twitter too. Just search for the Jason E. Jones podcast and you'll find him. We're all there. We're all here for you. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to an email at uh, asktheangryninja at gmail.com. Um, you want to be on the show? Reach out. Hit us up. We'll get you on the show. Interview. You want to come tell a joke? Tell a joke. We're all here. If you have an outrageous story, I'd love to hear it. We'll put that up, too. So just let us know. And if you have anything you want to hear, let us know. Twitter is the best way just to let you know. So everybody have a wonderful, wonderful day. Talk to you later. Bye. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is a 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts SAVE to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE to 203203. That's S-A-V-E to 203203.